And that's all we have to- Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. And meet your illustrious host, Jan Clan Zantan. Joan John Jan Clan? Your illustrious host, Ben Volchar. Ben owns 2,000 hamsters and uses them to block off a river. He calls it his hamster town. Please make him welcome. Yes, welcome to the Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. I'm your host, and you are my parasites. On tonight's show, top uses for spaghetti, and our usual facts this week about crocodiles, Jesus Christ, and much, much more. And of course, who could forget the prize question? Certainly not me. Yes, tonight's prize question is, what is a fisherman's favorite instrument? Let us know if you know. But right now... Opening monologue. Yes. Opening monologue. Headlines have claimed that Malcolm Turnbull's cabinet reshuffle may result in five empty chairs. Government officials have denied that this is in any way connected with a bid to invite Clint Eastwood to speak to the parliament. If Eastwood's appearance were to take place, it would mark the first time an actor was allowed into the Houses of Parliament since Chips Rafferty famously filled the entire backbench with actual chips. There's been a stunning research breakthrough in Australian condoms. In unrelated news, Australia's population is soon to reach 24 million. Some say the two pieces of news are related, and the population rise is in fact due to the breaking through in condoms. And finally, an analysis has found that the most common buzzwords are infinity, beyond, and and. And now, as I take another look into the illustrious Factoscope, I see a fact, which means it's fact time! But first, a word from our sponsors. Come to Totally Magical Steam Clean and we'll steam clean any garment just like the professionals do, only better. We'll take our clothes and stuff them in a sauna and then pick it up the next day. And a presto, all cleaned by the magic power of steam. Steam can clean anything, it's a proven fact. So come along and bring any item of clothing to Totally Magical Steam Cleaning right at the side of the post office, right on the main street. We'd love to clean for you. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And now for our first portion of facts for the show, and the first theme for the first portion of facts for the show is... Crocodiles. Crocodiles shed their skin every two to three months, depending on the weather. Do crocodile skins have bumps or indentations? It's actually both. Baby crocodiles are born with smooth skin, which then develops both bumps and indentations as they make their weary paths through the jungle. 
The closest living relative to the crocodile is Janine Crocodile of 5 Westmore Crescent, Birmingham B33. <music> Tying a rubber band around a crocodile's jaw helps keep it nice and fresh for next time. They used to make telephones out of crocodiles and called it the crocodile. And that was the first portion of facts for the show. And now the second portion of facts. The theme for the second portion of the first portion of facts for the show is tongues. Not all snakes have forked tongues. Some have spoon tongues, and yet others have knife tongues. If snakes with spoon tongues mate with snakes with forked tongues, their offspring will have sporked tongues. Human tongues have about 7 million taste buds, and each one can taste a different part of the world, from halogen lights to the underside of a bee. Licking is not a natural instinctive trait for humans. It was invented by ice cream manufacturers in the 1950s so that they could shift more product. The longest tongue in the world belongs to Letitia Moore of Brownsville, Texas. It is two meters long and she uses it to stir milk. She took the record from her sister Gwen, whose tongue was 2.5 meters long, but it was discovered later that her tongue was really seven tongues sewn together. Just as a postscriptum to that last fact, the case of Gwen Moore's tongue sparked a lively philosophical debate regarding whether or not several objects sewn together did or did not constitute one single object. The case became known as the philosopher's Gwen's tongue and is still argued over to this day in undergraduate philosophy classes. And that was the first portion of facts for the program. We've got a caller now. Our first caller today is Professor Harry Huggins, who is an expert on balloons. Welcome, Professor. Thank you. It's an honor. Now, how long have you been a balloon expert? Well, I've been working with balloons for about 47 years now. That's a long time. Too long. You know why I love balloons? No, why? They're breathtaking. Oh, yes. Haven't heard that one before. So tell me, what's your favorite thing about a balloon? Uh... Maybe the way it just expands like that and stays in a rotund position. Ah, yes. The famous Wamsky-Bamsky effect, named after the famous Russian scientists who discovered that balloons can fill with air. That's right. I'm impressed you know that. Ha-ha. <laughs> I know everything, Professor. Well, maybe you can do the segment on your own, then. Don't you want to talk about balloons? I hate the things now. Oh, really? You've taken over my life, blasted expanding demons from hell. That's sad to hear. I've heard that once you balloon, you can never go oon. Sometimes I just want to piss so hard on a balloon that it pops. Ah, uh, well, Professor, perhaps you can do that another time. One time I stretched a balloon over my head and waited for it to... All right, thanks for calling, Professor. And remember, if you want to call the illustrious fact show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, our number is... I hope you can call. And of course, don't forget tonight's prize question. What is a fisherman's favorite instrument? One response here from Timothy Tamothy, who has answered a recorder. Ooh, so close, Timothy, but unfortunately, incorrect. 
And now for some more facts, but first, another word from our sponsor. You want to keep your shoes young and smooth? Well, guess you're going to have to get some of this all-new Botox. Yes, all-new Botox with 50% all-natural ingredients. Your shoes won't ever feel worn out again. Botox, because your shoes need to feel young and smooth too. Bye now. Bye now. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And now the second portion of facts for the episode, and the first theme for the second portion of facts is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ loved fish sandwiches, but was too lazy to make them himself, so he enlisted an entire village to help him on the condition that he provide the ingredients. The hole in Jesus Christ's side came from bumping into a really sharp bench. He made the bench himself. There are 30 people at any one time in the world claiming to be Jesus Christ, but they're all either called Steve or Belinda. Jesus Christ used to drive one of the very first cars, known as the Chrysler. And that was the first portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program, and the second portion of facts for the second portion of facts for the program is... Trams! Melbourne's tram network was designed to mimic the veins on a human palm. Beneath every D-class tram, there's a bucket of sand that powers the engine. That is why you see remnants of the sand in sand windows on the inside of the tram. Before there were those cords that you pull to indicate a next stop, drivers would have a very long, thin beard that you would pull instead. There are many different types of tram in the world, but none so strange as the octopus tram in Sao Paulo. It's just a giant octopus that is linked to some rails. No one knows how it got there, but it's efficient and doesn't smell too much. Once it was possible to touch a tram, not so anymore. Too much of the electrics. And now, on the Illustrious Fact Show, with me, your host, Ben Volchok, we have a special guest, illustrious chef Jamie Olive-Oiler, to present his top uses for spaghetti. Thanks for coming in, Jamie. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Ben. Uh, pleasure, yeah. All right, now, I've done a bit of research, and apparently you can do other things with spaghetti than just bolognese. So, here's a little wanking I've made, a little wanking, after a few hours of research, a little wanking I've made uh, of the top uses of spaghetti, all right? So, number one, just a whole lot of cheese, all right? So, controversial, but I reckon if you just put a whole lot of cheese onto it, it'd outdo any bloody tomato-based sauce, yeah? Any cheese. My mouth is watering right, right now, just thinking about it. Oh, my God, cheese and spaghetti. Oh, yes. Now, number two, bolognese. 
of course. Number three, pizza. I lied. I knew this one. It's pretty great. Try it. Number four, smoothies, all right? Uh, haven't tried this one, but it seems delicious. Blend up a bunch of spaghetti and uh, gulp it down with a straw. Uh, one of the reasons this is so great is that spaghetti already looks like a straw. Equal number four, chocolate fillings, all right? Uh, yeah, so I couldn't just, I just couldn't decide between this and smoothies. I just don't know. They're both so enticing. Biting into a little chocolate and getting a mouthload of that slimy spaghetti goodness. Mm-hmm, oh, yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, number six, nappies. Uh, spaghetti's great at absorbing fluid and is supremely knittable. Number seven, removing grass stains. Uh, speaks for itself. Number eight, the inadmissible proof that O.J. Simpson was a murderer. They threw it out of court, allegedly, because it had started to grow mould. That's what I'm told. Uh, Number nine is uh, pesto. The tang of basil offsets the earthiness of the wheat or something. Um, Yeah. Uh, Number ten, signing important documents in blood. Dip the spaghetti uncooked in blood. Uh, it creates a very fine writing implement. Uh, all other things to sign important documents in slash with like ink don't have the necessary density. Uh, but blood is great on spaghetti. Please do not question it. I talk to the devil. Number 11, the final element to create nuclear fusion. Uh, the future of scientific technology is in the perfect strand of spaghetti. They've just not been able to find the right width. Uh, they're getting there. Uh, and finally, actually, number 12, sex. I am so sorry. Uh, that's it. All the rest suck. Uh, back to you, Ben. Well, thank you, Jamie, for that insightful look at the top uses for spaghetti. And now it's time for our illustrious musical interlude. This week we're lucky to have in the studio DJ Disc Jokey, who will be doing a live mashup remix of two songs. And the two songs that he'll be doing a live mashup remix of are Shake Your Tail Feather by Ray Charles and 4 Minutes 33 Seconds by John Cage. Take it away, DJ. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could?
and that was a live mashup remix of Shake Your Tail Feather by Ray Charles and John Cage's 4 minutes 33 seconds by DJ Disc Jokey. Thanks for that. Just a message in from Gary Pooper, who says, I enjoy parts of Creepy Crawlies, and that's the truth. Yes, I like bug bits, and I cannot lie. Thank you, Gary. And now, a word from our sponsors. Feel our banana split. Yeah, everyone feels our banana split. Bring us a banana, any banana. We'll split it right enough. Oh, oh boy, we, we love splitting bananas. Our price tomorrow only. And now it's time again for Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise, where we hear some of the bleaker things in life. Take it away, Alabaster. A broken kazoo on the grimy asphalt. Knocking over a deer with your car, only the deer isn't hurt and runs off, but you're still left with a guilt and a broken headlight. Picking off a bit of foil stuck on your tongue from a cheap Easter egg 27 months after you were given it by a late aunt. the only one flying business class when everyone else is in first, you can hear murmurs. The last bite of burnt beef. Slimming. Ball rushes. Holes in unwashed lycra shots. Gym membership on hold. And that was another installment of Despondency Corner with Alabaster Turquoise. We'll have another one next week. And of course, don't forget about this week's prize question. What is a fisherman's favorite instrument? Another answer here from Osgood Bonbones, who says, the trom fishbone. No, sorry, Osgood. Try harder next time. But now... Viewer Letters. Yes, it's... Viewer Letters. Where we read out some letters that you, the viewers, listeners, have sent in. This week our... Viewer Letters. Have been sponsored by... Power Drills, Power Buzzsaws, Power Sanders. Yes, Power Tools. Absolute Power Tools. Absolutely. First up, a letter from Simon Drugs. Simon writes, Dear Ben, of the illustrious fact show, with you, my host, Ben Volchok. Last week, I had a colonoscopy and they gave me a DVD of the footage. How horrible. The worst part of it was that I had to go in and create the IMDb page and painstakingly put all the credits in myself. And even worse, my friends watched it and gave it a terrible rating. So embarrassing. 
Well, Simon, I also watched it and it was bad. There was a lot that was crap about it. And a letter here from Ebony Floeny. Ebony says, Dear Ben of the Illustrious Fact Show, with you my host, Ben Volchok. Squirrels don't have very good motor control. I know this from when I went on a cross-country road trip with one. The squirrel was driving. All the other kids were stuck running around the course, of course. The suckers. But the squirrel and I, we took off at its beat-up station wagon. The squirrel also liked punching cars. We were halfway round the first lap when I decided to make that old joke, what's the most dangerous part of a car, the nut behind the wheel? And the squirrel got excited and wanted a nut and drove us both straight into a tree. Like I said, really bad motor control. Anyway, now I've got a squirrel carcass to dispose of, a school race to complete, and whiplash. Happy Friday! Well, Ebony, you should have listened to next week's program, where we have a section of facts just on squirrels. Bad luck, Ebony! And that was all the letters we had time for. Please write in today. And now the final portion of facts for the program, the third portion of facts for the program, and the first theme for the third portion of facts for the program is calendars. The idea for calendars to list all the dates in chronological order didn't happen until 1798. Before that, people found it harder to plan activities as they couldn't tell what day was going to be next. In 1963, a calendar was produced with all the dates up to that point, but a hilarious misprint for June 1777 meant they had to start all over again. They're still going. It takes eight years to produce just one month of a genuine Academy-approved calendar. This is why calendars are often out of date, and sometimes out of dates. In 1982, the Soviet Union attempted to showcase a red calendar to mark the 60th anniversary of the formation of the USSR, but accidentally booked double-bassist red calendar instead. Thousands of confused Russians ended up witnessing a jazz rendition of January, February and March before Soviet officials realized their mistake and shut the constant down. If you cut holes in your calendar, it also becomes a colander. And that was the first portion of facts for the third portion of facts for this show. And the second theme for the third portion of facts is ballet. Ballet used to be danced with a hammer and you could buy French tickets for it that would be shot out of a gun into a stomach. So you would end up with a ballet mallet billet belly bullet. Organized choreography for ballets only emerged under Tchaikovsky. Before him, dancers improvised on stage and hoped for the best. Pirouette is French for small turn. When executing a pirouette, ballet dancers must resist the urge to spin off uncontrollably into a big turn, or a pirou. Tutus float, but two tutus don't. And that was the final portion of facts for the final portion of facts for the program. 
And we have another caller on the line. Hi there, you've called the illustrious Facto with me, your host, Ben Volchok. What would you like to say? Haha, <laughs> yes, this is the Excellent Facts program with me, your host, Ben Volchok, coming live from Europe. Uh, no, you called us, you called the illustrious Facto with me, your host, Ben Volchok, coming live from Australia. You are on air right now. Yes, good pranking, you're live on air right now in Europe. Say something for our European listeners. Ah, uh, well, I'm afraid you are the one who is on air now. Maybe we are both on air. Maybe. Flying together, up in the weather. What are you doing? Singing our famous hit tunes right here in Europe. Okay, well, we've never heard of that song in Australia. Haha, <laughs> you are ignorant culturally. Okay, well, if I'm ignorant, why don't you tell me a fact? Seeing as how you're meant to be a fact program. Okay, what would you like a fact about? How about a fact about balloons? Oh, but there's so many. Alright, tell me, what is the name of the effect whereby balloons expand? Ah, that is the Thank You Mamsky effect. Aha, uh -huh. now who's the ignorant one? It's the Whamsky Bamsky effect. No, it is the Thank You Mamsky effect. Whamsky Bamsky. Thank You Mamsky. You are clearly wrong and I will have no more to do with you. You are a dunce to overthrow all dunces. You are a dunce dunce revolution. That was a good one. I'm still hanging up. Well, thank you for calling The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. If you want to call us, the number is... Please call soon. But now, another word from our sponsors. Subscribe now to Heart Attack Weekly, where we show you all the latest about heart attacks. Exclusive interviews with cholesterol, exposés on defibrillator batteries, plus our famous column listing everyone who's had a heart attack in the past week. Yes, Heart Attack Weekly, your one-stop portal to everything heart attacks. Subscribe now and receive a free ventricle. That's right, one free ventricle if you subscribe now, only while stocks last. You're listening to The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok, here live on Sin Nation. And now it's time to reveal the winner of tonight's prize question. What is a fisherman's favorite instrument? The correct answer this week was submitted by Bill Carlos Bills, and the correct answer to what is a fisherman's favorite instrument is... Castanet! Congratulations, Bill. You win a lifetime supply of sand buckets. And that's all we have time for on tonight's episode of The Illustrious Fact Show with me, your host, Ben Volchok. Tonight's thought of the day is, if music be the food of love, then clarinets be the cucumber dildos. See you next week for some more illustrious facts. And in the meantime, remember, may you all be illustrious. The Illustrious Fact Show was devised, written, and performed by Ben Volchok. Keep up to date on Facebook.com slash Illustrious Facts and tune in next week on Friday at 8pm on Sim Nation.